with four crazy kids, we really don't have that much time to go out to eat anymore. And if we do, it's not a place that has really nice fancy desserts. But have you ever chosen a place to eat because you really like the dessert there? I for sure have. One of my favorite desserts is creme brulee. I love it. And we've been married over 10 years and I remember our honeymoon was on a cruise ship, which we've never done again, but I kind of wish we would because it's so much fun. Part of the fun is basically eating all that you want and as much as you want. We were on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship and I remember our waiter would always respond the same way by saying, why not? Like, you know what? Can I have another creme brulee? Why not? And he'd bring out another one. I'm surprised I didn't gain 200 pounds there. And there's a few restaurants by us and our local area where I know if we go that I can get creme brulee. It's so good. I crave it. And today I read through 1 Peter chapters 1 and 2. Per usual, there's so much here, I'm not going to do it justice. If I was to make my own cliff notes, it would basically say that the way that you live matters. We have hope in Christ, and for good reason. And this is a letter written to a church that is being persecuted. And they are probably needing some hope. Because we've been fortunate enough, at least in the U.S., to really not have much of any persecution. Not that I'm willing to call it persecution, even though we may get unfavored sometimes. But in verse 7 of chapter 1, it says, These have come, talking about trials, so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Our actions prove how genuine we are, especially when we're going through rough times in our life. Because when we go through the rough times in our life, that's the hardest times to fake it. How we react, the things that we do, our actions that we take will reveal if our faith has been genuine. And we're called to be set apart, and it talks about that at the end of chapter 1. But trying to live the life that God wants us to live is very difficult without God. At the beginning of chapter 2, the first three verses say this, Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. When we're in God's presence, we get a taste and we understand in that moment how good he is. Peter is calling the church, telling them to crave the Lord. And the reason is that when we crave God and we seek his presence and we get our nutrition from him, from the inside out, that our spirit is filled, it's then God will build us up, that we will grow spiritually. And it's through this inward spiritual change that we're able to live a different life and we're able to live through these trials and tribulations that he talks about in the first chapter. 
There has been times in my life, not all that long ago, where my spirit was malnourished. And deep down, I was craving the spiritual milk that my spirit wanted, but I had starved it over time. And what an encouragement it is to read through 1 Peter and just see the results that come from seeking God out and feeding our spirit with his presence and with his word. For what it's worth, those are my thoughts on the first two chapters of 1 Peter. I hope you're encouraged today. And as always, the most important thing to me is that we all make God a priority again in our lives. Make some time for him today. Spend it solely with him, with the purpose of feeding your spirit and allowing him to build you up so that you begin to crave and taste that he is good again today. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.